Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Waiting for the air conditioning to kick in right now. It feels sticky, like, after, like, recording an hour. It feels like the air mm. in this room is warm. Yeah, we got a weird weather pattern on the West Coast here. That's moving. That's supposed to last for, like, maybe even more than a couple weeks. Like hot dry air and then i i've also heard some storms might be coming sweet yeah i mean i like storms though yeah me too i'm i'm hugely down for that especially out here in the okanagan we got some pretty wicked ones oh cool oh we hopefully they don't start another fucking fire on the mountain near me because that would be shitty yeah i guess that's the downside of storms (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i'm about to uh put forth a first world problem but during the smoke, I I was like, I can't smoke weed because my throat's already like pretty damaged from the smoke. I can't smoke mm-hmm. weed. Mm-hmm. So I had to go without smoking smoking pot for like that entire time. And I swear, it, I, it was insufferable. It was just wow. like, yeah. How did you survive? Uh, I ended up buying edibles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, okay. Yeah. It, so, you know, I, I was doing this thing and I'm like, I'll just go buy some edibles. So I went and bought... Uh, some uh delicious uh it was like a thc salsa so oh yeah nice i like that yeah see but that's the kind of dangerous thing where you eat it to get stoned but then when you are stoned you finish it because you're snacky and then you you just never stop being stoned (laughs) so this is what i ended up deducing i should do because I read it, and it was basically the equivalent of two teaspoons of salsa is, like, going to mess you up. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to have two teaspoons of salsa. Like, yeah. who's, who's, a, who's a savage? One chip? Who's a savage who's like, oh, yes, I must put two teaspoons of salsa on this taco. Like, no, nobody does that. <laughs> and uh, so I, what I did is I got regular salsa and mixed it in with the regular salsa. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't overdo it. But, uh, yeah. And to all the people who don't live in uh, BC, Canada, sorry. Yeah, I was super focused. I'm, I'm teasing <laughs> you at this point. Well, it's always funny when you watch movies where like they show people like getting in trouble for smoking weed or something, and you're like, that's aged poorly. Uh, <laughs> like, I was like watching like Friday the 13th Part 3, and they were like, oh, man, the cops are coming. Just, you know, swallow the weed. And I'm like, like, like that was a thing. People want to do that? <laughs> uh alas we're not talking about weed or friday the 13th part three we're talking about as above so below uh a movie that uh i'm gonna say this i've we've watched a few found footage movies this probably one of my favorite ones that we've watched for the podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah this one like when i looked it up online it looks like it has a lot of really bad reviews and like bad yeah. scores but and Maybe I should preface this entire episode by saying uh, I know that people are going to give... Kurt has already uh, expressed his distaste for Scarlet, and I'm sure he will throughout this podcast, but... 
Fuck Scarlet. She she's definitely a Mary Sue, and I think yes. maybe that's a little bit of why I kind of enjoyed her character is because she's one of those people that, as a young woman, I could be like, oh fuck, I want to be her. I, her aesthetic is awesome. She there there is a line I think in this movie where she's asking Papillon, I think is his name, in the mm-hmm. club, uh, to to come with her, and he's like, do I look like a tour guide? And she's like, do I look like a tourist? And Yes, like, yes, you do look like yes, a tourist. You, you are a yes. skinny white girl in France. Like, you 100% look like a tourist. But there's this Tomb Raider aspect to her that even though she's kind of a Mary Sue and she is way more skilled and maybe she doesn't get taken seriously as, like, someone who might have these skills, mm. it's someone who I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to be her. And so I am along for this ride. I am down for whatever she is going to do. And that I think that contributes a lot to me loving this movie. On top of the alchemy lore that they inject throughout it, like I love that they have kind of like real world alchemies, or not real world alchemy, but you know what I mean. There's there's a, a depth to this the stuff that they're doing, and it's not just shit that they've made up for the movie to explain away stuff. It's established stuff, I guess. Yeah, there's four things. I want to bring up before we head into this. First one is this is the this is the second Doddle movie that we've done in the last few weeks because uh, mm-hmm. we did, we did quarantine as part of the the two pack episode mm-hmm. that we did for Rec. Um, the movie was not screened for critics, uh, which would maybe attribute to some of these the the bad scores that we've seen. That is like a certain bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Possibly. Um. Thirdly, what the fuck, Papillon? Like <laughs> your name, Papillon? Yeah. Like, like let's make the biggest nod to Hoffman and McQueen that we can, right? Your name is Papillon. Okay. But uh, I mean, for for someone like me who is not uh watching a ton of movies, it's that's not a, a super easy connection. Yeah. So it's like I didn't get that until I kind of looked up. The, well, the behind the scenes. I just thought I thought a guy named Papillon crawling through the catacombs of France. Like okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little like it's a little on the head, uh, on the nose. Um, and fourth, uh, Perdita Weeks is now Higgins on the Magnum PI show. There you go. So um, she, she's yes, a position of power. <laughs> did, you did forget one important bit of information, Steve, and that's it. Let's. Ben Feldman is in this. Yes. And it's the second other horror movie aside from Friday the 13th, 2009. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I just saw this. I was like, hey, that guy, he got killed on Friday the 13th. In I the think... in the cold open, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. I yeah. think we need to have a, a, an extra segment on this podcast where Kurt finds a connection to Friday the 13th <laughs> and all of the movies we do. I would be genuinely way. curious. I would be genuinely curious if the That's movie, all point. of the movies we watch have some kind of sort of like a I'll, connection. To I'll, I'll draw those connections. A hundred percent. Whoever was a historian, it would be Kurt. This yeah. is true. Um, but uh, yeah, no, this is this is a solid movie. I will say this: I did think the first like thirty minutes of this movie were obnoxious, uh, <laughs> but I think the yeah. movie kind of acknowledges it and it's sort of like establishing things before it just sort of dives into like them going into the catacombs, and uh, that's when um, it gets really interesting. There mm-hmm. is there is, in my opinion, a surprisingly young cast for this movie, uh, considering the stuff 
or like the actual subject of the movie is like ancient tombs and all this kind of stuff and people being knowledgeable and I'm I'm surprised at how every single cast member seemed to be they looked like they were in their 30s or under um yeah. other than maybe like a couple of the offshoot characters you see for like a couple scenes yeah. Um, which kind of does take you out of it because you're kind of like, was well, this just a group of like twenty somethings like crawling through the caverns? And you kind of take it a little less seriously, I guess, because mm. of that. In my opinion, yeah. Um, but I loved everything else about the movie pretty much. So yeah, uh, yeah. No, this movie is definitely like I said. Out of all the found footage movies we've seen, this is one of the ones I've enjoyed the most, just because I think it actually surprisingly shot pretty well for a found footage movie. Like, I think found footage movies tend to sort of, like, some of the cinematography kind of gets just written off as, like, oh, it's just part of the the genre. But it's like, nah, I kind of need to be able to discern what's going on. I never really mm-hmm. had that problem with this movie. Like, yeah, there were some sort of, like, excitable bits where things kind of started to jump around. But I never really was losing track of the action, which uh, was pretty big in terms of, like, me enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, the official summary of As Above, So Below, when a team of explorers ventures into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of Paris, they uncover the dark secret that lies within the city of the dead. So, cool. Basically, they go to hell. You know, let's just rewrite yeah. this. They go to mm-hmm. hell. Yeah, they go through much. Dante's Inferno. Like, spoiler, yeah. at the end, they go through a hole that's essentially the descension into hell. They fall through, they jump through it. Mm-hmm. And end up on the flip side of the world, which is a hellscape. Yeah. 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 That's my question. Spoiler question for the end of the movie. Do you guys think they were back in their real world afterwards? No. Or do you no. think they were in? Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I is my headcanon too, is that they're, they, I don't think they're fully back to where they were before. No, no. Um, yeah. Uh, why we chose it. I don't know. I think. Was, to torture know. Kurt. Was this? Yeah. Was this was probably a suggestion for me because it's fan footage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I just I just actually genuinely like this movie. It is one of my. I agree with Kurt that it's one of the better fan footage. Although it is a fan footage movie where you're kind of like, wait, how did you get this footage? So that kind of takes a, away from yeah. me a little bit because I I always like having that explanation kind of like wrapped up with my fan footage. Yeah, but for for this one, I think it it I I don't know. I guess I can forgive it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you know, Steve, you say this was a torture me. I wasn't as tortured with this as, as I was thinking up tomorrow. So no, <laughs> but it just feels like like you're because it, it's been well established. Like I think even like Taylor in my first episode. Uh, on tremble that you're just like oh, i really don't like found footage stuff and then for the last few weeks it's like so kurt let's throw some more found footage <laughs> <laughs> i'm to be fair to be fair i don't think i'm the one who's putting all these suggestions together so it's true. kurt torturing himself <laughs> true. you know true it's called self-flagellation <laughs> and, <we're, laughs> and it was what the albino guy did in da vinci code and you know what? Uh, you know we all have uh, our little subgenres of horror that we're n- not so much as fans of. So you know we all sort of you know take turns uh, watching something that we're not that fond of. And I also just think too, you know, there's a lot of times we watch something that's like just a, a classic, and we just are all like, "This is great." And th- but it's good to watch something where it's like, "Yeah, wasn't that hot on it?" Like 
doesn't always have to be positive. It, you know, mm. it's good to have some difference of opinion every so often. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm the guy that that was that that harped the worst on the bad seed, which is considered, you know, like an absolute horror classic. So yeah, yeah, I can definitely feel myself lumped in a sort of category for sure. Yeah, basically, Steve hates kids. Is the just yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yet I have two of them, but I just yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Regretfully, just kidding. Um, <laughs> just evil kids, you know. Just evil yeah. kids. Yeah, just the evil ones. I'm sick of evil kid moves. Like that's for real too. I'm really sick of like, like evil kid moves. I, it's just like a trope that's just like, either do it fucking different, or stop it. Just watch you know? how Ari Aster's like. My next movie is gonna be an evil kid movie. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I thought that's where Hereditary was going when I started watching it. So. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah, instead you just get a bunch of misery porn for that <laughs> portion of that movie. Um, cool. All right. Uh, what was the first time y'all watched this movie? Uh, I don't think I watched it when it came out. I think it was probably a couple years old when I saw it, most likely on Netflix. Um, but this is a movie I've rewatched so many times, I don't really remember when I first saw it. It was... Uh, when did this movie actually come out? I'm not even really remembering now. 20, uh, 2014. Okay, yeah. I, I probably saw it fairly close then to when it came out, but not in theaters. Mm. Yeah, I didn't see it in theaters either. I saw it on DVD, but like release week. Mm. I watched it for the podcast, so yay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, this, this was a first time watch for me uh yeah watched it with a date and uh we were both i'm like i don't know what this movie's about and then uh she was actually the one that clued in first she's like oh this is kind of based on dante's inferno and i was like are you fucking high or something and i'm like oh you're, right. you're kind of right aren't you <laughs> but uh yeah dante's inferno uh that was uh that's the thing and jeff uh or not jeff sorry uh Dwayne, I just want to imagine that it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know it's probably not. <laughs> like, there's a very high likelihood it's not, but let's just run with it and just say that we the, can rock, the Rock... Oh, what does The Rock have to say? Does Does he know that I love him? <laughs> he does not. Oh, I hope so. The Rock just <laughs> sitting there listening. He's like, hmm, I'm going to have to email into these guys. Uh, and, excuse me, The Rock, would you like to cuddle? Because I'm down. <laughs> Rock, I know you just ripped a gate out of your own place, but can you rip this thing out of my place? It's just bothering me. He endorsed Biden and Kamala today. Good good for him. You know, yeah. I, we got to get Donnie out. I'm sick of that guy. Get like, the fuck out. Oh, yeah. I heard uh, someone refer to Donnie as Cinnamon Hitler the other day. True. I've, I've I don't told... know if that's podcast appropriate, but I had to share. I call him Orangina. You know, like you know, like that that fizzy Italian orange drink. Yeah, he's orangina. Also, because it sounds like vagina too, kind of. So, mm. see, I, I just know. like calling him Donnie because I figured then none of his fans will figure I'm talking about him because they're all too stupid to figure out that Donnie is Donald Trump. So, well, um, Don Junior does too much cocaine to figure anything out. So, yeah, I feel like that's all 
guys, though. Just too many drugs. Because I've noticed anytime you mention Trump, like, full name, you get all these people, like, coming out of the woodwork, and they're like, well, you know. I, I had one fucking dude on on uh, Twitter. This is, I'm just going to give a shout-out to this interaction, because I think it's hilarious. But this guy was obviously trying to troll me, and he know, saw in my bio that, like, I like Friday the 13th, and, he's, and he just mentioned, he's like, well, Trump's doing a great job. And by the way, Nightmare on Elm Street is way better than Friday the 13th. <laughs> and I'm like... Dude, you could fucking not even try to troll me harder. I could not even care less. Like, it was so funny. He was just trying to, like, fucking troll me. And I'm just like, it was so apparent what he was trying to do. And I'm just like, okay, well, whatever. Uh, but anyways, Dwayne The Rock Johnson says, I heard this is based off Dante's Inferno. Makes me want to check the book out. Apparently some parts, like the legs sticking out of the ground, were pulled from the book. I didn't realize that. That's kind of cool that, like, that the legs out of the ground were something from the book. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of, uh, of, I mean, because I love movies that send me down a rabbit hole of lore, basically. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely some, like, just, I don't actually know if they come directly from Dante's Inferno, because I maybe read that in high school and haven't really looked into it since. But Mm. there's definitely some alchemy lore that talks about, like, especially towards the end of the movie, when she puts the stone back and sees herself in the mirror, this idea in alchemy that the Philosopher's Stone isn't actually a physical stone, it's like your purified soul essentially or or a pure soul that has gone through um the act of kind of like confronting your demons i guess and coming out the side of it which is uh, a whole a whole part of it at the end of the movie that kind of comes out which some of it i feel like maybe to the detriment of the movie is like if you didn't really know that some of this was based on it it kind of seems like they're pulling it out of nowhere Right. A lot of the times they're just maybe making it up as they go along. Mm. Um, but I really love looking into all that stuff afterwards. So there's there's definitely a lot of, of hidden things like that in this movie that they pull from uh, either Dante's Inferno or just general alchemy lore, basically. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that, like, there is that lore behind it. And it's not just spooky things in a cavern. Like, there is some sort of, like, attempt to sort of world build. which uh, Yeah, cool. yeah. Because you don't get that all the time with some of these movies, like... You know, it could just be like, well, I think we were talking about thing up tomorrow. Like there was supposed, there was an expectation that maybe things were going to be more fleshed out and they never quite did. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Will says, why is Scarlet so fucking smart? I agree with you a hundred percent. Well, why is Scarlet so fucking smart? I, yeah. I do kind of wish that maybe like they kind of, the fuck cat. My cat literally just jumped like five feet into the air and landed on the ground like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> um, shit, what was I? Where was I going with this? Um, I'm kind of wondering. You're going what, rant. Sorry, I said you were going on a bit of your Scarlet rant. Yeah, so I don't know why they didn't share some of like that those moments with other characters. Like it would have made more sense to have some of these other characters maybe be a bit more intelligent and you know not just have it all go to scarlet it kind of felt a little weird that she was sort of like hoarding most of the the brains of the group Mm -hmm. well it definitely seems like her character is like especially after the death of her father this is her only goal right so whatever she needs to do or whatever she needs to learn or whatever to to get to that goal Mm-hmm. especially because her dad was so involved in this it it does seem like it could have just been background information that she learned as a kid or learned as whatever and maybe i'm just making excuses for her because i when i see her character i'm like yeah fucking scarlet do it do the thing yeah. um, 
but uh, I, I totally get that maybe it's not quite as believable coming from her as some of the other characters. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like most of Scar- the writing for Scarlet seems to be uh, like she. A lot of her stuff seems to be amended out of like convenience for the story rather than making a cohesive character. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the uh, for me that's the biggest frustration is yeah. I mean, she always seems to be. Uh, in the right mind, the right place, right time, just to serve the story, and 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 it takes less away. It takes more away from her being a real person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is an element of the movie too that they bring up a lot in the. Uh, I wonder if I wrote this down as a quote somewhere, but it's it's very much the idea of what you believe you can do, and that kind of comes out in her character as being almost like like when she heals people with her hands and things like that. It mm-hmm. it almost kind of gives me this idea that there maybe this has some sort of plan behind it. Like maybe this didn't just happen to her, but you know they meet almost the literal devil while they're down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's enough reason in my headcanon at least to believe that it's it's possible that stuff didn't just happen to her. That someone has purposely guided her without maybe her knowing to this. I don't know. I'm coming up with my own theories and ideas maybe yeah. behind this movie now. But well, it is kind yeah. of interesting that like by the end of it, she's like Deus Ex Machina, like she can heal everybody. And I'm like, huh? Okay, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, that was the <laughs> whole that whole the stone exists inside of you thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when she puts stone back she literally looks and she asks the question where is the real stone and then literally looks into a mirror right afterwards yeah. uh, like washes that part away so mm-hmm. i think i think that part was her essentially like she was the philosopher's stone she had the power in her yeah. whatever right like can i bring she- up the text that <laughs> that kurt sent me yesterday yes oh yes because just because you just mentioned it taylor and i i'm sorry to interrupt but he's like this movie's connected to harry potter <laughs> i seriously was like wondering like is this fucking harry potter is this like is, is fucking like i don't know I, hagrid or whatever his name is gonna pop out and be like oh, oh, wizard scarlet that that guy in the cloak wasn't the devil it was voldemort oh fuck <laughs> you're a wizard scarlet <laughs> yeah that's why you heal people Pulls off the hood and it's actually J.K. Rowling. And she's like, trans people aren't real or something. <laughs> Get out of here, you turf. Now I have a new theory where Scarlet... <laughs> this is just her getting her Hogwarts letter, essentially. Yeah, that's right? exactly she's it. Trials by Dumbledore. Uh, she's about to go to the train. She's about yeah. to head up the train. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hundred well, percent. That, that's what this movie is, right? Like, it's, oh, it's for sure. Now, and now we just have to decide if she's a Ravenclaw or a Gryffindor because a hundred percent Slytherin. A hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> such a Slytherin. That's the first thing I thought when I saw her. I'm like, you're a Slytherin. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because the last episode we talked about uh, digging up tomorrow, having uh, like like it should have a sequel because there's so much that is unresolved and. And, and this and that. And I, I mean, with this movie, we do get a, a type of resolution, but there is still mm-hmm. the question that begs of where they go. Would you be into a sequel for this movie where they're kind of exploring what's beyond uh, the, the street level? I I kind of like leaving it a little bit open. And I, I, I feel like if... 
I don't know, maybe it's just because I would be pessimistic or cynical about someone else trying to expand on this or go into this or whatever. Maybe because it's based in something that already is established uh, in terms of the alchemy, it wouldn't be as bad because they could just pull more from that. But mm. I don't know. I, I kind of like... I kind of like leaving it up in the air and not really having all of the answers to this. I think there were maybe answers or or things that were answered with the individual characters that could make good stories, like especially this idea that they need to to get out, they have to confront these demons that they have in their past. And if they don't, then the demons will like their own past will essentially consume them and kill them, right? Yeah. Um I think there are maybe aspects of character stories you could go into. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I I kind of like where it wrapped up. It's like like them coming out of the manhole at the end into the other like opposite side. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a cool way to end this movie. And yeah. I was worried about a follow up. I guess. Although I I can't say no to it. Obviously, if they want to expand more, and it it could possibly turn into something cool. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pessimistic. It's also really funny to note something we talked about in the last episode as well, with trailers being spoiler-filled. The poster for this movie is an incredible spoiler. The red one? I actually haven't looked at it that closely. Yeah, I I would go to IMDb and look up the poster. Was it like the skulls and then there's the Eiffel Tower? The Eiffel Tower is upside down? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's a hole underneath the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. Hmm. Your whole movie is right in that poster. Wow. I never thought of that, but yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Okay. Let's move on to some awards. Best line. I put uh, the one that said said, I have a child I've never seen. I know it's mine, but I deny it. And I'm just like, oh boy, you're a real piece of shit, aren't you, Zed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's 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 one of my lines for sure. Uh, and I mean, of course, as above, so below. As I believe the world to be, so it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of those, the, like the historical lines, were cool. But when they're crawling, I think closer to the end, when they're crawling through the tunnel of the boat, or I don't think it was the bone tunnel, but Scarlet turns and and she says, uh, "And they should be made to crawl on their bellies to enter the kingdom of darkness." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's right before they're going into, I guess, hell, essentially. And it, oh, I thought that was a cool line. Um, I also, I had written down on my favorite lines that the tour guide, tourist one too, because it just made me laugh thinking, yeah, you you don't, you look like a tourist. Why would this guy take you seriously? And they yeah. say, why is anyone following you down here? But, 100%. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, this movie is, is funny because like, I, I think it builds on a lot of moments and sort of builds up to things. And like the thing with Zed and like, even mm-hmm. with Scarlet and like her guilt over what happened with her father, like it kind of builds up throughout the movie. So when it does kind of come into play, it's sort of like more shocking because you're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. that's what we were building up towards. Like, mm-hmm. And there's even a, a conversation that happens between Scarlet and when she's in Iran, I think she's like at the tunnels that are exploding and they get out. Uh, the guy that she goes down with has a conversation with her about her being like her father and things like that. And I really liked that dialogue because it, it did set up her character mm-hmm. in a really quick in a really quick and easy to digest way where you're like, okay, now we know what she's looking for. We know that it's uh, she's doing it because of her father and we know that her father either went crazy or committed suicide. And, you know, that's something that I kind of wish we maybe got a little bit of a, a deeper look into. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, like I thought that was really good at kind of setting up where where we are with her in the movie. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it kind of sets up sort of where where she's at, and again, like these things kind of build with time, which I thought was really great. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, best performance in the movie. Uh, Perdita Weeks, uh, Scarlet. I know as much as we don't like her, she's kind of the driving force for the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like her, but I might be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, part of me is like, uh, I don't know. I I do. Um, I'm gonna go with Ben Feldman. He's he's kind of an underrated actor in a lot of ways. Like, I I would agree. I love him on Mad Men. I thought he was really great and. Yeah. Uh, he's hysterically funny on Superstore. If anyone hasn't seen that series yet, I think it's all on Amazon Prime. Yeah, really, really funny stuff. Who was he in Mad Men? I've watched that show like five times, and I oh, um, he comes in as one of the underwriters for Peggy. Um, was he the dude that uh, cut off his own ear? Yes. Okay, now I know. Yes. Who he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people are like, "Wait, Mad Men's a horror movie?" <laughs> like Ginsburg. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with Scarlett, I think. But the two leads were, were really the focus of, or the leads, I guess. Even though Papillon kind of had a bit more screen time, maybe, than... Mm. Uh, uh, I actually don't even remember his character's name now, the love interest. Um, and I, I kind of liked that a, a an extra, like, rando character got out with him at the end, too. It wasn't just them as the final two. It was... So, like another guy that didn't wasn't really in the main cast or not main cast, but uh, the main group of people, you know. Yeah, that, that was that was a nice little touch. So it wasn't a hundred percent the cliche ending, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I, Papillon's character was good too. I think in in a lot of ways, uh, he the just the way that they when they would come across something and he looked like I I didn't put that tag there. I have no idea what this tag is doing. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, best kill. I put the flaming car. I thought that was yeah, amazing. That's that's my favorite. Yeah, the feet coming out of the floor was so cool. Yeah, and him and just getting sucked into the car like it's so ethereal looking. It's like I, I've both when I watched it the first time and when I watched it again, I rewound that scene because it's just so just, just how it almost like does a backflip into the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so creepy looking. Uh, other than that, I would say <laughs> Benji because he like calls his own death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he really does. He too has so many near misses that it's yeah. like when it finally happens. You're you almost don't believe he's going to get killed because of the amount of times he's gotten out of it. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think that car scene was definitely... The car scene uh, was really good. It kind of made the other death scenes look a little lackluster because there's there's the Benji falling and there's... I think her name is Suxi who gets her head bashed in um, by that one guy. And then and then you have the car scene with the fire and you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of is a little unfair, I guess, to the other deaths, but... I feel like hard. the car death is sort of the, the main one. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, and I, I kind of, a part of me was like, when I was choosing, I'm like, it's a little too on the nose to be choosing it because it feels it's like in the trailer. 
Yeah, I guess that's true too. Yeah, speaking of trailers that spoil things, but uh, I also didn't really watch the trailer before watching this. I think I watched it afterwards, but I, yeah, I didn't watch it before. Um, so yeah, I would. I yeah, car kill. Car, I I was sort of debating whether it's a little too on the nose, but I would say it's 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 really good. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, dumbest decision in this movie. Like, like all of it, like going into a, mm-hmm. a, a, an uncharted cave system. That's yeah. the biggest one. I guess for me, it was like putting up or like putting up the stone to the dude's neck, like thinking it would work again. Like, did you really have any baseline to understand that this would happen again? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it, I guess it's like, yeah, it's worth a shot at least, but part of me was like ah, you don't know if this is actually gonna work or not so i mean that's the whole thing with this whole movie is you don't know you don't know if this is going where you want it to go you don't know all of this other stuff yeah. and they're they're just blindly following this chick who says no i have a map i know and it's yeah. like really like you know that people go into this hole and don't come out and yeah i guess your one way your your two ways of exit there's one that's blocked off due to cave in and there's one that the police are there but like it's gonna suck dealing with police, but maybe you should have to just just go, just go. Don't go into the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and the the hole had like uh, the the artwork around it totally reminded me of um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name of it now. The 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 classic horror movie. Uh, shoot, with the bees. I can't remember now. With the, the bees. Hold with on. The- the wicker man <laughs> hold on hold on you're gonna make fun of me where, when i actually the one where macaulay culkin gets stung by bees candy man candy man oh, oh candy man oh <laughs> i should have picked up on that god damn um um yeah the, the hole with the mouth and the face yeah. around it right yeah. like that was totally reminded me of that and i love that shit especially because it reminded me of that scene in candy man which i love yes yeah and uh, now that brings up my disappointment that candy man's been delayed till next year Mm. yeah it's so uh sad about that just everything like 2020 has been a write-off here let's be real i know i i I'm, I'm upset that we got antebellum and not Candyman at this point i was looking forward to both of them and oh man did i regret <laughs> antebellum oh my god somebody should have paid me money oh, for the time fuck. i spent watching antebellum oh. Fuck that movie. Holy shit. And um, like, I love Janelle Monet both as an actress and as a as a, a very gifted artist. But oh, for you that to be your your first lead role and like and I also adore Jenna Malone, but I've never seen her as terrible as she was in that movie. She was fucking awful. But Steve, so, are you trying to tell me that, you know, racism you're, you didn't quite appreciate that racism existed in the 1800s and in modern oh, times as I, well. I know, right? That's, a, that's amazing. It's amazing. Like, fuck, I, I didn't really realize that I was going to have to watch, like, basically half of Birth of a Nation again. Uh, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I, I, there's a better story to be told in that. And uh, when you're borrowing from M. Night Shyamalan's The Village... Uh, you probably <laughs> take a deeper fucking look at yourself, filmmakers. Yes, a hundred percent. But um, alas, well, you know what? Antebellum will never be mentioned again on this podcast. Thank you. You know what? We're never going to cover that movie here. 
you know what you may say but Kurt, it was such an underrated movie nope it's not nope it's terrible. Nope, put, nope. put it put it under the dumbest decision Yes. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Antebellum. Dumbest decision. The dumbest decision as as, as above, so below was Antebellum. <laughs> yes. 100%. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's time to rate this movie. And now I'm like, I have Antebellum on my mind, so I'm kind of pissed off. So I'm like, no, don't let that influence your score. I, I well I I am probably going to give this movie a higher score than maybe most people. Um, mm. I'm I'm going to give this movie. I want to give it an eight and a half because eight is a is a little too low. Nine is a little too high. Um, I I I do feel the main character gets a lot of flack, and I'm I am a little worried it's because she's like a young woman, and I I think maybe she's not taken seriously because of that. Because I think. If you gender swapped, I I think there would be a lot more people that liked her character. I don't know if that's just me talking out of my ass, but um, I really liked. I didn't I didn't actually mind that she was kind of a Mary Sue. I think she had a very clear goal, and she had family connection to that goal, and I think that explains a lot of her her knowledge and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the general movie, I just love the background lore to it. I love that. I, I mean, I have a, an affinity for movies that I kind of do have to, or not have to, but there is more you can look up to learn about the deeper plot behind it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and so that also is adding a, a little bit to my score, too. But, okay, I'm done. I'm done gushing now. I will I will let you guys go. I'd give this, like, an 8 out of 10. I enjoyed this. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. That's what I'm at, too. I, 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 I dig the, the movie... Uh, my my gripes with it are are very very small. Yeah, very small. And uh, I love the exploratory nature of it, and I like that it incorporates the catacombs, which is a real fascination that I do have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they actually filmed it in the catacombs, which is a really big problem for Ben Feldman, who is severely claustrophobic. Really? Oh my yes. goodness! Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could almost. That totally makes sense with how his character was on screen then, because mm-hmm. you could feel that. Yeah, for sure. Like you could definitely tell he's uh, he was not comfortable with that. But uh, I, I mean, I was not comfortable even just watching some of those scenes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, you know he uh, he died too early in Friday the Thirteenth, so he had to pay. So yep, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Steevil Dead, uh, and my website stevestebbing.ca. Uh, every Thursday, I'm on the shift. Uh, right now, is with interim host Shane Hewitt, and I'm doing my uh, VIF coverage on there as well. If you want to check that out, and that's also on my website. Uh, what else? Fuck Trump, uh, defund the police, and <laughs> ACAB. All right. You also forgot that the Earth's flat. Steve. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Oh, and 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 fuck Q, fuck Q to hell. There you go. That 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 dude in New Jersey. That's who you're talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Brian Quinn. Fuck you, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck the impractical jokers, but only one fourth of them. Oh, practical <laughs> jokers is still a thing. That's yeah, it thing. is. Actually, I kind of I don't mind it. The movie made me laugh so much, honestly. Hmm. Uh, that's kind of shocking, to be honest, because I thought they would have like faded away a long time ago. But yeah, uh, 
all right, Taylor, where can people find you and your other podcasts? Um, most of the updates I have for the stuff I do, I post on my website, circeanic.blog.home. Um, my other podcast is called Kryptonics, and it comes out every other Thursday. Um, pretty much, I think on most podcast applications it's out now. Um, just my friend Flog and I talk about a lot of creepy stuff or, uh, conspiracy theories or, you know, things related to that. Um, and we have discussions about it, so it's really fun. Um, and then other than that, yeah, I'm on social media. My username is Cersianic, but I don't actually post as much there as I do on my website. So that's the place to go if you want to catch up with my stuff. Nice. Uh, I'm over at 3 where we just have a great old time. We're doing movie commentaries. We're, you know, I don't know, making fun of movies, celebrating other movies. We just have a great time. Uh, yeah. That's over at 3 You can find me over on Twitter, Film Critic Kurt. I'm on Letterboxd, Fatal Koala. Uh, watch out for the koalas. They are fatal in this world. Top <laughs> bears. You know, it would be great if, like, Trump's, like, final moment is where he goes to Australia and he gets attacked by a koala. Like, he gets attacked by a rabid tree junkie? Yeah. I mean, he already got attacked by a bald eagle in the White House, didn't he? That's amazing. I think, I think uh, that's a clear sign. Oh, uh, that, that moment like lives on like anytime i see that i just chuckle because it's just amazing it really mm. it really is <laughs> cool well until next time everyone bye for now stop stop <laughs> oh i feel like i talked a lot today you, you really <laughs> did this is <laughs> this was your week to shine <laughs> sorry i dropped some